Hello everyone and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about writing books, how you can write your book, especially I want to touch topics about reading books as well because uh, it's my passion. I don't write books, but uh, I have the goal to write the book in one day. So I'm so excited to learn more about that with Ben. How are you? I'm really well, Anatoly. Thank you so much. How are you today? I'm doing great. I remember when you uh, spoke first time on my podcast, I've learned a lot from you because uh, I think... Uh, for me writing a book um, yeah it, it's the new level for me you know because i love writing i usually write a lot uh, uh blog posts social media posts anything you know but uh, uh yeah i have this goal not today because many other things um i need to do but yeah it's, it's the goal can you tell before we start just remind about yourself background experience and why you decided to tell more about writing books yeah thank you so much so um Gosh, yeah, writing my first, actually writing my second book really changed my life. So the first book, of mm -hmm. course, got me started, but it was the second book where I had this opportunity to speak at Stanford University uh, in the United States. And it was a very big opportunity in my business at that point. And I signed the contract. And then I said to the event planner, I said, hey, I'd love to show up with brand new copies of my new book for everyone in the audience, because I want to add value and make it really special for them. And she nice. said, that's wonderful. You know, we hung up the phone or we got off the conference and uh, and I said, oh, my gosh, I need to write that second book right now. <laughs> and I only had about three weeks to do it. So mm -hmm. I, I wrote the second book and it turned into all sorts of successes, you know, speaking in Sydney, Australia, the event planning company, hiring more times and then working with a Fortune 100 company uh, to create a mindfulness and empathy video game for like 20,000 people. Like they had asked me to write the curriculum and all of that happened because of my book. And a lot of that happened even before I finished writing the book. Mm -hmm. Three weeks, you know, yeah, uh, especially, you know, you know I, I don't like uh, having such deadlines, you know, to uh, complete the job for three weeks because when it takes some uh, a long time, I know that uh, offers spent like six months and year to write just one book. Can you tell how to do it for a short period of time, like three weeks to uh, write an awesome book? Yeah, thank you very much. So, so three weeks was definitely out of necessity. <laughs> and what uh -huh. I do, the, what I do these days is I actually teach how to people teach people how to write it in as little as five weeks, right? So mm -hmm. as little as five weeks, and it can be more really based on your schedule and what works best for you because i say to people you know even if you can only do it for an hour a week right following my process you can have it done in five months which is about 87 percent faster than anybody else unless maybe you get it ghostwritten so what mm -hmm. i like to say as far as you know really being able to not only do it fast but you want to make sure that the quality is there right because so mm -hmm. many people they write a fast book and they put it up on Amazon and it's terrible, right? It's just like, you can tell that it's, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to be offensive to anybody, but just you see that there's not a deeper level of quality or thoughtfulness or heart in the book, mm -hmm. right? So for me, first and foremost, understand who your audience is, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, we hear that over and over for business, for marketing, right? Know your audience, know your client, that kind of thing. That's absolutely true, and especially in the context of your book, right? Because you and I, people like us who are experts in whatever we're experts in, 
you know, we could write five, 10, 20, 40 books, right? Like we know yeah. so many things, we have so much experience. So the most important question is what book needs to be written right now for our best audience, right? For our ideal clients, because when we have that understanding that gives us some boundaries and some focus to be able to write a book much more quickly, because when you know who it's for, you know what they need, you know why they want it, you know the stories to tell, and you don't have to spend a lot of time thinking about, oh, should this go there? Should this go there? It's like, no, just double check. This is my audience. This is what they need. This is what the book's about. Love it. Love it. Uh, can you tell about writing style? For example, uh, I think that uh, a PhD uh, with uh, awesome experience can't write a book for kids who uh, play online games if... Uh, uh, the, this person doesn't play online games. I think uh, you need to have this experience. Can you tell more about writing style? For example, if I know my target audience, how I need to adapt my writing style to a specific audience? Yeah, thank you. So part of the, uh, and this is a really great question. I appreciate it because there are a few levels here, right? So we're going to come back to the first point again, right? Knowing the audience right? Using mm -hmm. their words, using the phrases that they use in your writing, that's so much of it, right? Because when somebody else, you know, if you, if you heard me say the exact words or very similar words, you know, that are bouncing around in your head around a problem or a challenge that you might have, right? Like you would think that I would know the answer or I could at least help you find the solution, right? So, mm -hmm. so for writing style, First and foremost, know your audience because you'll see the words, the phrases that they're using to talk about their challenges, their goals, their fears, their dreams, all that kind of stuff, right? And then the second part, and, you know, I work with quite a few PhDs, right? And they've written their thesis, many, many pages, many thousands of words, and it can be very difficult sometimes to translate that into, you know, a book that is not a thesis, right? That is not a you know, heavy, you know, heavily informational, you know, heavily educational book. So for me, what I recommend is a lot of dictation for creating content of the book. Because when we speak, right, we're essentially teaching, we're essentially sharing our expertise, we're using our voice literally, and that voice gets translated onto paper or, you know, onto digital, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that there's such a beautiful, beautiful gift of being able to connect with your authentic voice by speaking it. It doesn't have to be every single part of the book, right? I'm not, I wouldn't recommend that, but a big part of it, because very often people will, they will try to write. They will try mm -hmm. to write a good sentence. They will try to pick the right word, right? They will do all these kinds of things. And it's like, wait a minute, stop trying just teach what you're good at, teach what you love, and the words come through beautifully, easily, and in as little, in this, in, uh, let me try that again, <laughs> in, <laughs> in seven minutes, you can have about 1,000 to 1,500 words when you're an expert, you know about your stuff, and you mm -hmm. have a roadmap, and 1,500 words, that could be 4% of a book right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, can you tell about editing? For example, uh, I, uh, I, I don't remember exactly where I took this information, but uh, 
great offers usually have a lot of editors, like five, ten editors, sometimes fifteen editors, a lot. Can you tell how to find these editors who can uh, simplify your content, personalize content, uh, to uh, proofreading, and uh, I don't know, provide any stuff that uh, will keep readers longer to read your book? Yeah, thank you. So, um, so Anatoly, you always ask these good questions with lots of levels of answers, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so yeah. so yeah, so so if anybody who's listening, watching, or catching this and recording, you know, if we end up doing some stuff together, I have editors that I work with who are wonderful, and and for my clients, we do four editors as well because mm-hmm. different people bring different perspectives to the mix. Um, for me, I like to work very closely with my clients, not only to help them write the book, but to help them develop the content, right? Like the focus that, that I'm doing is, you know, helping people create a business book that not only helps their business, but helps them to share their message, to tell their story, right? So I want to be there to make sure, you know, with the author to say, hey, you know, is this really what your audience thinks? Is this really what they need? You know, is that how they talk about it or is that how you talk about it, right? Mm -hmm. So so those are all important considerations uh, kind of from the big picture. And then in terms of of locating an editor, uh, finding the right one for you, you know, or right ones for you, what I would do is talk to a few different editors, talk to different publishers, you know, of course, to see, you know, what kind of, editors are available for the kind of book you're doing but remember mm-hmm. to ask people that have already written their books that have worked with editors already to understand their experience and to see if the recommendation that they have or the person that they worked with would be right for you because even if somebody has an absolutely fantastic experience with this editor over here you still need to make sure that you're connecting with the editor and that that editor understands you, understands the book, understands the purpose of your book, and is really going to be an ally for you in the way that you want them to be. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Uh, Trish is so active uh, and she shares about, by the way, I want to ask this question. Yeah, uh, so good. About using uh, tools like Grammarly, uh, Hemingway, many others, and uh, real manual editing. How to find this balance between them? Because, for example, uh, I when I give some draft to editors, they can give me, uh, I don't know, well-written content that tools don't understand. They usually uh, show many mistakes. I don't, I don't know why. Can you tell how to find this balance between editors and using tools like Grammarly or uh, similar to them? Yeah, thank you. So uh, for the folks that I work with, I tell them not to edit. Mm-hmm. Do not edit. It, it, uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, if you want to write a book fast, don't edit it, right? Wait till the editor can do the editing, right? Now, that does not mean that you don't want to take out, you know, big chunks of content that aren't relevant from the book, right? Like, of course, you want to do content editing and make sure you're including all the important things, you know, the right the right points, the right stories, the right examples, the right information. Like, yes, you want to, you want to edit the stuff, but as far as grammar and sentence structure and things like that, leave that to the editor. Mm -hmm. Don't don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. 
<laughs> Got it. Yeah, yeah. Why not? If they are professionals, it's better to pay attention to context. Yeah, to, to provide some uh, really valuable information. Okay. Can you tell more about improving writing skills? For example, uh, I usually write every single day, but uh, sometimes I find excuses because I need to do uh, other priorities. I know about that. Uh, possible. Uh, I can write like Martin Eden. You know when he didn't search for any excuses uh, on this famous book, uh, Jack London. Yeah, from Jack London. And can you tell about uh, how to improve writing skills for busy people like me? Yeah, thank you. So uh, that's a really, really great question as well. Thank you. A um, couple things. So first one I recommend for everybody, you know, is, is read more fiction, mm -hmm. right? Read more fiction. Right. And then the question is, well, I'm very busy. Like, I, I get that. Uh -huh. <laughs> Excuses. Yeah, and and I'm, I'm very busy, too. And I, but even if you just, you know, five, five, ten minutes of reading fiction, you know, of, you know, like good authors, especially mm -hmm. people who write, um, you know, mysteries or thrillers or things like that, because they're very good at taking you through a series of actions, right? Or they're very good at painting a picture for you mm -hmm. in very clear and direct language. So, you know, a lot of my own writing skill has come from, I read a lot, right? I read all the time. So uh -huh. a lot of it has come there. Uh, from there though, I have, I learned from, I guess my very, very first coach quite, quite a few years ago, uh, learning, um, sorry, a writing style that aligns with, people's learning styles, mm -hmm. and, which is a really, really great way. So um, Anatoly, I'd be happy to, to share that, or I'll share the very quick version of that, if that's okay for you. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Perfect. Yeah. Great. So um, so this came originally from, from a, I believe it was a psychologist at Harvard University in the States um, called David Kolb, K-O-L-B. Um, and I don't know a lot of Kolb's work, but I understand what I learned from my coach, <laughs> about people mm -hmm. having different kinds of learning styles, right? Like we all want to, or most of us want to learn things, right? And how we receive that information is a little bit different, right? So some people, it's most important to them to understand why. Why mm -hmm. should I read this book? Why should I watch this video? Why should I go out on a date with you, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Any of those kinds of things, very important. And some people, you know, they want to know the why, but it's even more important for them to understand what. They want to know mm -hmm. the story. They want to know the context. They want to know the background. If there's science, if there's, you know, we interviewed 400 people and this is the data, right? Like they want to know the context and the, the pieces, of, uh, pieces of information, story, et cetera, that support the why. Okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then there are some people who they want to know why, they want to know what, but they really, really want to know how. Like, they want mm -hmm. to know the steps. They want to take action, right? Like, how do I bake those cookies? They want to know. They want to know the steps, right? And then there are other mm -hmm. people, right? They want to know all three things, of course, because we all want to know all the things, but each little piece can be more important to one person or to another person. Right. Mm -hmm. So some people, some people want to know what if, right? So what mm -hmm. happens? What if you put this into place in your life? You know, what if you start writing your book? 
what if you start getting clients, right? Like those kinds of things. How is your life going to change? Or, you know, if you start being a better communicator, imagine how your relationships will change. Imagine what happens with your children, with your boss, those kinds of things, right? So, so this what if helps the reader or the listener, but for the reader, right, mm -hmm. to, to imagine themselves in, in a future, in the future of possibility, right? You know, if I do do this, what's going to happen to me, right? So, so these four learning styles, right? We all we all want to hear all of them, and some for some of us, the why is important. Some the what, some the how, some the what if. So the way I recommend to people is make make a list, right? Like you're gonna let's say you're gonna sit down to write a blog post or a chapter of a book. You know, mm -hmm. Write down why, like why. Why will the reader want to read this? What benefit mm -hmm. are they going to get? Why should they care? Right? Mm -hmm. or back, back to marketing. You know, what's in it for me? Right? You mm -hmm. want to answer that question right away. Right? And then, mm -hmm. and then do the same thing for what? So what's the science? Is there science? Is there context? Is there a story? You know, is it from you working with, you know, 400 clients and this is your understanding? Whatever that is. Just make a bullet pointed list. You know, here are the here's the important context for the reader to understand more deeply what you're telling them right now. Right. Mm -hmm. First, you said, hey, reader, here's why you want to pay attention. Right. And now here's some more detail and some context why you really want to pay attention, why this is so important to you. And this is also why if you don't take action, like either it's everything is going to stay you know, boring and normal and like blah, or things are going to get worse, right? So you need to help the reader understand that. Not to be a jerk, but to understand their experience and let them know that you understand their experience as well, right? Yeah. And then you make make some bullet points for how, right? For the steps. And, you know, you don't want 47 steps. Nobody wants 47 steps, right? Like one to five steps, right? It's just like, you know, it's a blog post. It's a section of the book, right? So one to five steps. And every sometimes, maybe more often than sometimes, the how, the how you know, the, the action step is literally the words, to find out more, turn the page, right? Mm -hmm. That's the yeah. action that you're giving to them. Super important. Tell them what to do, right? Help them consume the information. Help them you know, contextualize what you're teaching them. And sometimes that's as simple as, hey, if you want more of this, check out chapter seven, right? Mm -hmm. Very, very important. And then the last part, again, putting the bullet points, right? Um, what if, what's going to change in their life? What's going to change in their business? How is it going to get better? How many pounds are they going to lose? You know, are they going to yeah. get married five years sooner? Like whatever that is for your audience, Right. Not to make up stuff, you know, nothing like that, you know, coming from the premise that, you know, your audience, you understand them, you've spoken to them, you've helped them already. But now you want to really make sure that even though you just taught them some stuff that they now really, really see the see what's possible. So make it emotional, make it exciting. Like, you know, imagine never having to work again in your life, you know, whatever <laughs> that thing is. <laughs> Yeah, I, I yeah, I like it that you mentioned about emotion. Be, uh, let me share my 
uh, rating of books, uh, not even rating how I divide them. For example, uh, books that are not uh, written for me. You know, I'm not interested about that. Yeah, because I have my own interests. Uh, it's not for me. Uh, the second part, uh, boring books, but valuable, uh, valuable content. Yeah, I need to read them. Uh, and uh, the third part, I love reading. I can't stop reading because, yeah, uh, I, you know, if I start uh, reading such books, uh, I think that my mind is on this book. You know, I can take part on the process. Can you tell how to write such books? Because um, I check out a few studies that uh, only, uh, if I remember correctly, like 5% of all books are uh, read and uh, most books uh, are skipped when people start uh, start to read any books, they uh, can forget about this book, skip it. Oh, it's boring, it's not interesting. Can you tell how to retain longer readers uh, to read the whole book, the entire book? Because uh, I know from, uh, from my side, for example, when uh, I can read like six hours without any stop, I can for, uh, forget about water, about eating, anything, you know, because I'm on this book. Yeah, uh, tell how to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. So, um, so, so many answers, right? Here we go again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and thank you for the great questions. So um, coming back to know your audience, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you're teaching them, telling them, telling stories about the topic that's most relevant to them, they're more likely to pay attention, right? So first mm -hmm. and foremost, know your audience. So you're writing the right stuff to the right people, right? Uh, the second part is... Make sure that the, at the beginning of the book and throughout the book, but especially at the beginning of the book, that your reader understands that you're an expert in whatever the topic is, right? It doesn't, you don't have to say, I am an expert, right? But you want to help them understand when you talk about your skills, when you talk about your experience helping clients, that they realize that you are an expert, that you know your stuff, but not only that you're an expert, you're a unique expert that's very well suited to them. Mm -hmm. So that leads me into the last part of tell stories, share mm -hmm. stories, right? What are the most, what are the kinds of stories that are going to be most relevant to your audience? Some will be stories about you. Like you want to tell those stories so people get to know you and like you and trust you, right? And see you as an authority, all that marketing stuff, all, all those, uh, Principles of Influence from Robert Cialdini, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the yeah, knowing, the liking, the trusting. Yeah. So, so tell the stories. Um, tell stories about clients or people just like them who've had results, right? Mm -hmm. Show them that it is possible because one of the biggest mistakes that people make with books is that they put too much information in the book, mm -hmm. right? So... Your book is not a textbook, unless you're writing a textbook, which is another story. But your book uh -huh. is not a textbook. Your book is not for, you know, for a class, for school. You know, it's not a biology, you know, reference source, right? Your book is the, the intention, if you will, the biggest goal is to help your reader shift their beliefs and perspectives into what's possible, right? You mm -hmm. wanna show them that yes, you can achieve out this outcome. Yes, you can overcome this challenge, you know, because you did it 
at some point or you helped a bunch of other people do it, right? Like so many people, they put a whole bunch of information and what happens, a couple of things. Sometimes people try to read it. It's too much information. They put it down. Like I can't deal with it. It's too much, right? And then other times people put in all this information, right? And I understand it, right? You want to give value. You want to help your people, but you help your people by putting less information in the book, right? Focus more on possibility. Focus on, you know, as they say in sales, overcoming their objections, Mm-hmm. Show them it's show them that it is possible, right? Help them move from disempowering beliefs into empowering beliefs, right? Because mm-hmm. like I was saying before, all too much information, some the other thing that can happen, it's like, oh my God, there's so much great inf- information. Anatoly wrote such a great book. I now know all the answers. I don't need Anatoly's help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, Wait yeah, and, and that doesn't mean that we can't offer some value, right? Of course, we want to offer value in the book, but ultimately, we want to we want to work with people. Like, of course, yes, like it's great to have clients, but if you even think more deeply about it, the biggest, most impactful transformation that you can make to someone is when they work with you for a longer time, mm-hmm. right? Like, Like you can inspire them in the pages of a book. Absolutely. But if you want long-term transformation, if you want to help them, you know, have a six figure business, if you want to help them, you know, have the best SEO in town, right? Whatever the case may be, you want them to come spend more time with you. So the book is the beginning of the conversation and the book primary goal, like I said, is to show them what's possible so they can take action that's good for them and good for you and hopefully good for everybody on the planet. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, let's talk more about call to action. For example, if I write a new uh, blog post, uh, I can submit, uh, buy from my site, uh, get discounts, uh, sign up to my newsletter. Yeah, m- m- many different things. Uh, what about books? How to submit call to action? Because, you know, companies want to sell more. Uh, if they uh, decided to write a book, they want to get results from that. You know, it's not only about selling this book on Amazon to get some revenue. It's more about selling their products or creating brand awareness. Can you tell how to submit this call to action in books? Because it's a big one. You know, it's not like a blog post where you can add a paragraph with call to action. It's a big book. <laughs> so uh, your experience about that. Yeah, thank you. So, so really great question. Uh, so a couple of things that I do is Almost at the beginning of my books, I have, um, it's like a letter to the reader from me. You know, I'm mm-hmm. like, dear, dear reader, I'm really happy you're here, right? I'm going to teach you and help you with a couple of these things. But of course, I can't help you with everything in the book. So please, you know, come join my LinkedIn group. Come join my Facebook group, mm-hmm. right? Whatever that kind of, or come go to my website and download, you know, this very easy to use tool or something like that, right? So I have that right at the beginning of the book. And then periodically I have little little sentences throughout the book. You know, to find mm-hmm. out more about this, come visit my website, right? Because mm-hmm. we never know if people are going to read the book from the beginning, right? Maybe mm-hmm. they open it up, they go to the table of contents, and then suddenly they're over at chapter seven, 
right? So we don't know where they're going to go. We don't know how much they're going to read. So we want to have these calls to action, you know, some a little bit more direct, some a little bit more subtle, sprinkled throughout the book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. Uh, yesterday, uh, I read on Twitter a story. Uh, this was an interesting story because uh, one famous SEO specialist, uh, she creates a lot of content uh, about technical optimization, uh, high quality content, valuable content, and she decided to write a book. When uh, and uh, her first stage was to uh, check out existing books on Amazon, and she found a book on Amazon from other well-known experts. It's interesting. Both of them uh, spoke on my podcast, but now let me share the story. I don't want to mention their names, but uh, and she found that uh, this book on Amazon uh, had her content. Uh, uh, almost everything, you know, just uh, AI written, uh, rewritten content, you know, and something like this. Uh, can you tell uh, how to, uh, for example, I don't know, um, if uh, AI content uh, or tools can rewrite content and Amazon doesn't understand uh, about the legal issue that uh, it's uh, taken from other offers, how to protect your uh Properties, I think if you write a book, it's your property, yeah, you own this book. Can you tell how to save and protect that nobody will take this book, uh, rewrite, and uh, to sell to their audience? Yep, yep. Um, so th so this, is, this is an interesting one um, because yeah. chances are, whether it's a book or something on our website, you know, somebody will steal your content at some point. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's just that, is, you know, unfortunately, that's very common. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Or common enough. So. Um, so, you know, do do. You know, as we say, do your due diligence. Right. So mm -hmm. you know, make sure that your book is copyrighted. You know, make sure that if there's anything that you need to trademark, like the name of my business is trademarked influence with a heart. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, so you do do those kinds of you know, of basic practices that are really important um, because you want to be able to show, you know, Amazon, for example, like, look, you know, I established this copyright, you know, five years ago and this person just published the book one year ago, right? Those kinds of things. So you want to have, you want to have examples to be able to mm -hmm. show people. Um, mm -hmm. And then there are still maybe going to be some times where people steal your stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can. It's internet. Yeah. It, it, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think a big part of it is don't take it personally. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I mean, that's easier to say than do. Be like, how could these people, you know, like you get all mad and stuff. Believe me, I get it. It's happened to me as well. But, you know, don't, don't spend a lot of time getting mad. Like, you know, take a look and see. Okay, maybe that person copied copied your stuff, right? But no, you know they have one review on Amazon, you know, from 2017, and nobody re and it's and it's its ranking is like 10 million on Amazon, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Like, are you going to spend mm -hmm. a lot of time trying to like do something about? I mean, of course you want to do something, right? Have your attorney reach out mm -hmm. to that person if there's a way to do that. But, you know, also keep it in perspective of, 
you know, the, of course, protect your, your, you know, your property, your content, your intellectual property, you know, do all the right things and kind of hold it lightly, right? Take it with a grain of salt. Like, is it really, is it going to impact you? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not. Yeah. Right. Like if, if let's say I'm just going to make something up, let's say somebody in China totally, you know, ripped off my book. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that would suck. And, you know, am I in competition with that person? Right. Probably not. And number two, you know, if somebody stole my stuff, right. And reached a bunch of people in China and it helped make businesses and lives better. Mm-hmm. That's actually pretty cool. I'm not saying I, I love want it. that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like your reply. I love it. You know, because uh, you remind me, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, when someone asked him what to do if uh, others can steal content, and uh, he replied, you know, that means you create awesome content. If someone is stealing, yeah, you, you can provide something valuable. What you need to do to go ahead to provide more value, to share value, because you, you will be the first, and they just will be second, you know, to share your content ideas. Love it, yeah. Uh, I hope uh, nobody will steal any stuff, but it's internet. We need to consider that it's possible to steal anything. So just move on go ahead find something else you know yeah to provide more value uh i have the question about you know once i, I read information about one book uh when the author uh, wrote awesome book and uh, she uh, she couldn't sell uh this book you know oh, i don't remember exactly the numbers but uh, not good sales uh, then she changed the title of this book and after that she sold a million copies Can you tell how uh, she didn't change anything on this book? Even one word, just change the title. Can you tell how to write this title that people wanna read, wanna take it? Because uh, from my experience, for example, if I need to read a hundred books, I understand. Yeah, I have time to read only five books, uh, not hundred. And I usually read titles, you know. Yeah, I check out titles, understand. Yeah, yeah, I take this book. It's uh, my goal for this week. Can you tell about writing this title? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. So big, big surprise. <laughs> Actually, yeah. um, what what are the words that your audience is using? Right? Mm-hmm. How are they talking about their pains and challenges and things like that? Like that's going to give a lot of information for your title, or a lot mm-hmm. of at least possibility for your title. Right. So if you have, you know, it, let's say you're, let's say you're, uh, right, um, let's say you're a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. And your people, you know, really suffer from back pain and you have the best answer ever for back pain. You know, the title could be something like, you know, the best way to eliminate back pain ever. Right. Mm-hmm. So I know that's a pretty simple example, but right, we want to connect it to what our people want. Right. So that's super mm-hmm. important. You also want to think of the words that your people are using and the phrases that they're using and then do a keyword and key keyword phrase analysis key phrase analysis on those kinds of words to see how people are searching you know on google on amazon for your topic because that can inform the title of your book in a big way okay mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then number three 
So the title of my third book is something like 31 or 33 words long. Okay. Mm -hmm. The influence of the heart method, how to become or how to position yourself as an expert authority or thought leader by writing your book. Uh, mm -hmm. So you can do more good for more, more people with your business. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, yeah. title, subtitle, second subtitle, right? I mean, you read that. It's like I name all of my avatars. I, I talk about why. I talk about the outcome, influence with a heart, which resonates with certain kinds of people, right? So I basically try to make it as clear as possible right on the cover of the book so my best person can go, you know what, let me, let me open that up, right? Because, mm -hmm. because you don't, you don't need to, so this is a little bit subtle, right? You don't need mm -hmm. to have a title that is going to make sure that somebody reads a whole book. You just need a title that gets them to open up the book and start reading, mm -hmm. right? Just get yeah. them to look at it, right? Because once they start looking at it, then inside the book, then you work on getting them to turn the page, right? So, yeah. so, so give, give yourself a little bit of spaciousness, really understand what your people need, find the best words and phrases for that, compare it to keywords and key phrases and search, uh, what do you call search traffic, right? And totally you're all good at, you're the master at that stuff, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then from there, you know, let, let that inform what you're going to do. Yeah, I, I'm only student, you know, at anything that I do, you know, because uh, I think uh, you can't achieve uh, the best, uh, the highest level, you know, uh, but I can climb, you know, <laughs> to this mountain, you know, <laughs> trying to get it. Uh, I have the question about, for example, if someone wanna uh, be an expert like you, you know, uh, by uh, writing books, by editing them, by teaching how to write awesome books, uh, for example, if you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills, what will you do to learn more about that and to speak uh, on Stanford in one day or any other universities on Sydney? Tell our audience how to do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I would. Uh, the first thing I would do is I would I would think about, you know, what am I good at? Mm -hmm. what, what do I have skills for to do skills and experience? Um, what are people looking for, right? Like, what do people really need? Because they're already looking for it. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and, you know, is this something that I love doing, or at least I like it enough to do it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? So, because if I know what, you know, if I know what the thing is, right, how I can help people already, um, or how I can potentially help people in the future, then I'm going to start talking to those kinds of people, mm -hmm. understanding what are their biggest challenges today, right now, biggest fears, biggest frustrations, biggest goals, right? And then I'm going to look at those things and I'm going to say, okay, well, if these are the challenges and goals and dreams of these people, here's what I do. Can I connect the dots to these things? And then I would work on just getting the first client, one client, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. as soon as somebody pays money, then you know you're on to something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have the final question, but can, sure. can you tell about the future of writing books? Because we have today AI tools. They can't replace great offers. Uh, possible. Uh, I'm not sure. Possible. 
uh, AI tools can replace mediocre writers uh, just to create uh, generic content, but they can't replace great authors. Can you tell what about the future? Uh, do we need to improve our skills today because in the future AI tools might be replaced us? What do you think about that? Yeah, so that, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't worry a lot about the future personally, um, because in my experience that, you know, even with AI, even with digital, even with the internet, sooner or later, things come back to person-to-person -person connections and relationships. Mm -hmm. And I know mm -hmm. that, you know, we can make an argument, well, Ben, what about this? And well, Ben, what about this? Sure. I can't speak to everything, but I'm, I'm looking at my world and I'm looking at how I want to be in the world. Like, I don't want to worry about the future. <laughs> I want to prepare for the future, but I don't want to worry about it. Right. So, mm -hmm. so for me, I would keep focusing on what do my people need? Right. What do my best potential clients need? Because I keep talking to them about what they mm -hmm. need. Right. And then I keep creating content based on my understanding of what they need and what they mm -hmm. want and why they want it. Right. And, you know, if an AI tool can help me deliver that message a little bit better, sure, I'll use an AI tool to help me. But, you know, I'm not going to worry too much because I know, at least my business model, that, you know, the, the clients I get come from one on one conversations. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. like I'm, I'm not selling on a big scale because I don't want to. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, I like this, right? And I want to do more of this. Nice, nice, yeah. awesome, awesome. Yeah, I think, uh, guys, you are not in danger if you want to improve your writing skills because any process takes time. Even uh, today, we can see that people are reading books. If uh, the process will be decreasing, you know, it takes time like five, 10 years, you know, to decrease a little bit. Uh, so, AI tools can't replace great offers it's my opinion i don't know we will see but i think they can't replace emotions they can't replace our real thinking about many things they just can rewrite existing content you know what i can see today and even if you believe that ai tools can develop and innovate uh, something uh, they can't replace emotions it's my opinion i don't know <laughs> ben it's a big pleasure to get in my show to learn from you you always share a lot of well you can can you tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you? Thank you very much. Yeah, so, um, Anatoly, first of all, thank you very much. It's always a pleasure as well. Uh, happy to be here, happy to share. So um, if anybody wants to chat with me, um, mm -hmm. I know some people just like, I just want to talk to you and ask you a question. Happy to do that. <laughs> um, Influencewithaheart.com slash chat. Mm -hmm. Influencewithaheart.com slash chat. And then if you don't want to talk to me yet and you want to check out my stuff, that's okay. Do your thing. Mm -hmm. um, I have a wonderful tool that can help you get testimonials for your business. So it's, a, it's a set of templates. Uh, if you mm -hmm. go to book, bookreviews.cc, once again, bookreviews.cc, you can get that template and then you'll uh, be, on, be on my email list, uh, get communications from me. And um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so either reach out to me like that or sign up for that amazing tool, and it would be my pleasure and honor to support you. 
guys, you need to do it. Follow Ben, uh, learn from him, uh, sign up to his tool, you know, yeah, because you can see a lot of valuable stuff, you know, yeah. <laughs> so if you wanna grow to find another level, to take this level, you need to do it. Okay, guys, you can find all these links in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again, Ben, you know, a big pleasure. Welcome back anytime, you know, yeah, I, I, I love learning from you. I think everyone loves learning from you and see you next time.